The following podcast is recommended for mature audiences only. The following podcast is recommended for adults only. Maturity is not a requirement. Welcome to episode 12 of Men Podcasting Badly. This is a show about old and forgotten games. We play games that we've chosen, we play games that we've chosen for each other, and we play games that you guys have chosen for us. This week, we are playing games that you guys chose for us. I am Skets, and this is Cookie. Hello, my friend. How are you doing? All good. Yeah, I'm all right. How are you doing? Yeah, not too bad then, my friend. Like, how's your week been? Um, Nothing too interesting has happened. Nothing, nothing as interesting as the... Uh, Living coriander, I would say. Oh yeah, but, I wanted uh, to get an update on that. Actually, I wanted to ask you how the, how is the coriander these days? I was dead. He's gone. Oh. <laughs> it never grew back. I was expecting some sort of Facebook post of uh, maybe like a black screen. You know, rest in peace, coriander. Twenty twenty to twenty twenty. You should have done that. <laughs> that was probably a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, well, you you might remember last episode I said that I started listening to us from the beginning again. Yes. Uh, I've pretty much caught up now. It's only the most recent episode that that I've, I'm yet to listen to. But, uh, well, I mean, the whole point was so that, that it's not fresh in my mind so I can remember what has actually happened so far. And it was good. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Like some, There, there have been some weeks that I really beat myself up about the audio, that maybe I rushed it a little bit too much. But, uh, no, listen to it again. I had nothing to worry about, <laughs> you know. It, it sounds You're a very fine. Passionate tech guy, you are. I uh, yeah, I am. <laughs> it has to be perfect. That's why I'd be no good in as a professional in this kind of in in in, in with this kind of work because there is no right answer. It's just all opinions, and so I would never be happy with my end result of something because I <laughs> always think I could do a better job somehow. So right, mate. You know, end of the day, though, you're doing a cracking job for us here. Like, you know, I mean, if, I'm glad you got me doing nothing like this whatsoever because I would have went, yeah. Do you know what? Fuck it, that would do, <laughs> and it would have sounded shit everywhere. So, uh, yeah. thank you for your help, my friend. Hey, oh no, it's all right. It's all right. Enjoy it. Uh, I'm sure there was there was a couple of things I was gonna pick up on that have been said over the episodes, but once I've got past the that episode, it's gone from my mind, and I'm listening to the next one. So. Uh, it might come back to me at some point. I don't know. <laughs> what have you been up to? Have you been done much? Well, um, you know, well, obviously gaming a lot. <laughs> One of the things. Um, playing Persona Five still. So my uh, my every two weeks Persona Five update. I've uh, yeah. completed the first palace. Uh, I won't give any spoilers away for anyone who actually is playing it right now. And um, I just picked up the Marvel Avengers game now as well. So now playing through that. So trying to multitask two games at once now. Uh, that has been really hyped, hasn't it? And Massively. you didn't seem too keen on it when I asked you a minute ago before recording. I'm enjoying it, but I don't know. It's just... Uh, I. Th- it's just the problem is they've gone down the EA route. Oh, dear. Yes. Yes, the, the magical word of... Uh, it's not loot boxes as such, but uh, there's some things you need to unlock with money. But you can unlock eventually if you grind the game enough. 
just don't copy EA at anything. You know, there's literally there's, there's companies in the world you want to copy. EA is one of those you don't do. Yeah, I agree. And with fucking that. Konami. Konami. Oh, don't worry. I, I've got more gripe against them today. <laughs> Have you? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Is it something you want to talk about now, or will it come no, up no, later? No, it will come up later. So Konami okay. gripe again. Okay. Wankers. Oh my god. Actually, there's one thing I want. Actually. Now I have remembered. There's one thing I do want to say. Um, Nintendo the other day finally announced that they're going to release, uh, was it Mario 64, Mario Sunshine, and Mario Galaxy all on one cartridge now for the Switch. Yeah. Literally, the internet blew up that day. You saw it yourself, did you? Yeah, it's um, it's the Mario 3D All-Stars. Yeah, isn't it? Or yeah. Mario All-Stars 3D. I was literally on shop to net for a, probably a good hour and a half with the website keep crashing. Um, it kept saying like, like I don't know. At one point, it said like four thousand, some hundred people, whatever, are trying to order this right now. <laughs> um, I <laughs> managed to hell. get my pre-order finally in, nice. and um, yeah, I think all the copies are sold out in ten hours. I think. Wow, that was absolutely insane. But um, Lisa managed to. I've also just paid for it as well. For get it done. Yeah, <laughs> it's there. So, quite excited for this because um, I've played Mario 64 and I've pl- uh, played uh, Mario Sunshine. I've never played Mario Galaxy, actually. Yeah, I haven't played any either of those. Well, I, all I know about Mario Galaxy is the kick-ass music. That's all I know. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. But I couldn't believe, literally, just um, how mad it went just for that Mario. <laughs> He's still, uh, still got it, hasn't he, really? Still yeah. a seller. Yeah. When, when is the release date as well? Is it set? Eighteenth uh, of this month. Oh really? Wow! So it's yeah. that soon. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I know. I'm well excited for that. I forgot about the original Mario Mario All Stars on the on the SNES. Was it five games in one? Was it or four games in one? Oh yeah, I know. Actually, I've got that. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. forgot that existed completely. Yeah, that was classic, wasn't it? Yeah, it was just a it was a, a remaster or a remake or whatever of all the old games, wasn't it? Yeah. With SNES graphics, all 16-bit. Yeah. I ha- I owned it. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, no. I, in all fairness, like, that's a classic. I enjoyed that a lot. <laughs> awesome. Cool. Well, we um we put out a post today about any questions, didn't we? Which we'll obviously talk about later. We didn't get much. So I've been waiting for this day since the beginning. Because uh, I've had a few people who have asked me why I'm called Skets on here. And and I just sort of thought, I'll wait until we have a lull in questions one week and I can just fill that bit with uh, why I'm called Skets later on. So there's something to stick around for, I think. Something to look forward to. Well, I'm not going anywhere. So. <laughs> Good. Well, I yeah. actually can't remember why they call you Skets either. I don't think I told you. Did I, no. did I ever tell you? No. No, you haven't. No, no. It's nothing too interesting, but I just know people have been interested because it's not my real name. It's a bit weird to not use your real name on a podcast i well i can bore everyone now i'm called cookie because my last name's cook with an e <laughs> there you go <laughs> job done job done <laughs> nice and simple yeah if there's nothing else you want to say at this point then i have actually been doing some more research on the trials riddle so i can talk about that a little bit awesome mate. go for it before we get yeah before we get talking about some games so um, I, I spoke about Trials HD which was just a load of random 
Easter eggs, but they all sort of connected together with the most influential minds in the world throughout history, let's say. And then the Trials Evolution, which was the four keys opening a box underneath the Eiffel Tower. And and I corrected myself, didn't I? Because I said, I said that the, the boxes that the key came in, there was a plaque that said one of the five keys will open the box. Oh, yeah, the I remember tower. that now. You said there was five in the end, wasn't there? Yeah. Uh, but uh, the, the, as far as we know, there is no fifth key at the moment. But it yeah. comes into play a little bit in Trials Fusion. So also I said before that there wasn't a lot in Trials Fusion. Then I went back on myself after doing some more research and found out there was a lot in Trials Fusion. So now I understand a bit more. There was quite a few bits in Trials Fusion, but nothing that created an overall large riddle for everybody to participate in and work stuff out. It was just a lot of random things sort of going on, uh, I suppose, in the background. There was, however, this this is where I think, well, I thought... Trials Rising was connected to this one, so it's a uh, so Trials Fusion is set in the future. It's all futuristic. I think, I think the world has been destroyed or something along those lines. There's a commentator named Cindy. Uh, it's like a computer AI, and um, think of it kind of a bit a bit like uh, Glados from Portal, where she's ta- constantly talking to you. Have you played? Oh, Portal? what the cake is a lie. Yes. 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 <laughs> and. So it seems like, as you're going through some of these levels, there's loads of little—I suppose that they look like futuristic caskets all over the place—and it kind of hints to the fact that the humans have been wiped out, but they are creating clones of all the humans. So every time you die or bail off of your bike or something, the next one that comes along is a clone, which is quite cool. It's not the same rider just magically getting back on the bike. Is well, yeah. It doesn't say so in many words, but it hints at the fact that everyone's clones. It's getting a bit different now, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just um, thought it was just a normal bike game. <laughs> no, well, no, it's it's deep. They get really deep. It's crazy. I was actually watching some more videos today. I I know I said there wasn't much, and there isn't much on on the trials fusion. But the ones I found were just all the little Easter eggs that there are. But like I said, which none of them, none of them connect to each other really. But there was one that I know of that I didn't see in any of these videos, which would come up a bit later. But then in one of the DLC, you can find these sort of blue glowing caskets, and it and it takes you into a little cutscene with Cindy, and um, she sort of says, "I'm going to explain to you in." in ways that will make sense to you. And then her voice changes, and, and she's actually a squirrel. Like, a little cutscene comes up where... Oh, I mean, she's just sort of stood there, I suppose. And she's a squirrel talking to you. The voice changes from, like, a robotic kind of voice. And there's five of these in the, in the game. And she talks about an asteroid that came from the rings of Saturn. Uh, to us, it looked like it was nothing, but it was on a collision course with Earth. And so the Earth, we sent a rocket to try and blow up this asteroid so it would miss us. The rocket just disappeared. It, it turned out it was absorbed by this uh, asteroid. Uh, the asteroid then hits the Earth. To, like I said, to us, it was just like rock and and metal. But it was actually some weird 
material in there that was living in it and it sends a beam out to wherever it came from and it brings these aliens in or it brings these ai in i would say i think i think it's meant to be and then uh, sort of the earth are trying to stop this beam there was one person that was on the rocket that was absorbed absorbed by this asteroid that manages to stop what they were doing somehow i don't really know but she, she basically talks about so it's, it's weird. She talks about just imagine there was an AI that that's goal is to create paper clips, and it will stop at nothing or to turn everything into paper clips, even everything in existence, and it will stop at nothing. You know, it will kill everybody just to make everything into paper clips. And I think that was like a a metaphor or an analogy. I'm not really sure what the right word is to to say what this thing was actually doing. And it is basically it basically turning Earth into something that it can harvest and it's destroyed all humans. And that's a that's about it. That's about what all she says. It doesn't really make a massive amount of sense. But where I thought it was gonna come into play with Trials Rising, because Trials Rising is set back in the past again, so I was thinking this is actually gonna happen in game. There's gonna be a meteor, we're gonna have to try and get onto a rocket. Go and try and beat up, uh, beat up. <laughs> oh no, there's going to be an asteroid in the sky at some point. We have to try and get on a rocket to try and blow this asteroid up. We are the one who actually gets into the asteroid and sort of messes around with it a bit. This game is so deep. Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was many months ago that I thought that, and nothing has happened along those lines. So I'm probably wrong. But it was a cool thought. It wouldn't. I wouldn't have put it past them doing that. So at the moment, all of that still means nothing, <laughs> really, in, in the long term. There was one other thing. There was an achievement in Trials Rising, and it was called Find the Fifth Key. Ah, your Eiffel Tower key. Yeah, and it, people found it. You have to go into the track editor. Uh, you, you basically have to dig into this mountain, one of the highest mountains there is in the track editor. And you dig down a little bit and you find the fifth key just inside this mountain. And then you get the achievement. But that still hasn't led to anything being found in real life. Oh. <laughs> All the hopes were up there for a second. Yeah. Um, well, I'll skip on now a bit. There, there, there still is no fifth key. Um, I'm not going to... Nothing has been said about the fifth key in Trials Rising. There's one more thing about Trials Fusion that I want to talk about, actually, that I, I forgot about. I, I said about it at the beginning, which is what I which I know about that's not in any of those um, YouTube videos. So they managed to find a black hole somewhere. What? Uh, it's in one of the levels. I think there's a big storm. Um, so there's, like, platforms all over the place, and they, they managed to find a black hole. They get the rider through the black hole, and it comes up with this weird level. Um, there's like a, a truck in front of you. I think you can blow up something to make the truck roll backwards. And if you go and collect a piece of paper from a printer and then roll back on yourself, there's a weird elevator that comes up. Yeah, like a, a penguin comes out of it or something. And, of and Yeah, it's weird. They, they, <laughs> they use penguins for a few things and this is weird. Penguins and squirrels. But then, yeah, the, the the number panel shows it. it the, this lift in the background goes from 
floor 58 up to 61 and then stops on 61. And nobody's been able to figure out if that's part of a bigger riddle or if or if it means nothing or yeah but these numbers 58 to 61 are just randomly thrown in there no way a lot of people think it probably has a deeper meaning or connects to something but no one's figured out what yet no in this game it's got a meaning behind something hasn't it really everything yeah mental on that game it's just like i said i can't believe how deep it is i just like i said just thought it was a bright game yeah, most most people do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just well, whatever. I saw. I remember seeing the cover before. I'm thinking, eh, bike. <laughs> it is absolutely crazy. And I, I'll, I'll talk about I'll talk about the uh, trials rising a little bit here as well. Just just so it's done. But, I mean, we didn't talk very much. So should have plenty of time to talk about this this week. So where do we start? I completely forgot about the riddle for a little while, and. Um, I, I don't know, I must have came across it somewhere on the internet and I was like, oh, I need to find out if anything's been found in this new game. And I, I joined the Discord, like I said. But bef- before I joined, so there was a few things they found. They managed to find these four coloured rooms on uh, on some of the tracks, uh, which they dropped down in, into the room and then it plays four notes. Mm. They also found inside, inside a temple, I think it's inside a temple or... It was on a, a, a track with a temple in it. But they fall down. Um, there's like four, They're on like a square platform. And there's four sort of sconces around on each corner. And if you wait there, these sconces light up with the four different colours of the rooms that they found. Once it's lit up, uh, a door opens behind them. They can reverse back into it, I think. Or they, I think they have to sort of reverse and bail out backwards because they can't go fast enough. And they're in this room where, I don't know, think of like a goalpost, but made out of stone. And it's like, it lights up and it's got a weird equation on it. I think they've found out that it's Drake's equation. Have you ever heard of that? I no, think, no. No, I think, I, think, I think it's Drake's equation where, or is it Planck? No, it's the Planck, Planck equation. That basically, it's trying to work out the probability of life in in the universe. Right. <laughs> and and it's, it's I mean it's not perfect apparently, but it's he sets out a lot of sort of parameters, and it, and it basically takes a load of numbers like how long civilizations would exist for. So like we've only been around for a very short amount of time compared to the universe, and and things like that. Um, I, but then they've managed to work out the the four or the 16 notes in the colored rooms. You can turn them into buttons presses. So like the same note is like a certain button press in that one. Mm. And then it sort of glitches out and shows another equation. I can't remember what that other equation is. Maybe that's the Drake equation, which I can't remember what it is. But yeah, so everything they found this this time round are all to do with space and black holes and aliens. That's why they're wondering if that black hole has anything to do with trials rising. There's a few other things they found. So during during one of the DLCs, they uh, they found just certain places where they just wait, and then sort of a plaque comes up from the background, and it has um, like just people's names famous scientists names and then like the the birthday or something like that so they know 
and and again, all of these scientists that they found, there's probably three or four, three or four different scientists or or different pictures of like the equations that they came up with. So there was um Sophus Lie, I think it was, um, where it just has a picture of some of the work that he did. It didn't didn't actually have his name, but again, all of these things relate to black hole and and space and aliens and the possibility of aliens. Nothing has actually been pieced together yet, though. You know, we, they found a lot about. That this. seems to be the common thing, I reckon, with this. Yeah, nothing it's crazy. seems to be. <laughs> it's just like, what I feel like so far is just a lot of people have found stuff, and they just they're trying to put a, like you know a cube in a freaking circular shape hole at the moment. Like you know, <laughs> nothing nothing is literally going right. But you know, I imagine like the end of like you know what he said. This is like another hundred years until like a box is opened on the Eiffel Tower, wasn't it? Yeah. Like, literally like, you know, in the next, like, you know, what, how many years, whatever, things will finally just fall into place, I imagine. Yeah, I think it will happen fairly soon, I would say. So there's another, there was a, a long road, they called it, or the light road. Um, it was discovered as I joined the Discord. It was crazy. It was like, fantastic timing to be able to join to be joining this discord because there was probably a lull in in the things they found for a while before uh, where they were just basically not able to find anything and so as i joined there were people talking about this new new thing that they had found basically one of the tracks you sort of reverse down onto a different platform hit the accelerator at one minute and seven seconds no one knows why yet there will be something in the game to sort of point to that or there should be but nobody's figured out why it was just pure luck and it takes you it teleports you to this road where you basically drive along it and you've got these different colored stars coming towards you and they start off slow to start with and after about 20 minutes of driving the the screen like there's so many stars coming towards you it just goes white and then it goes black and there's this poem in the background and and this this thing says, I missed you. I had to hide myself so they wouldn't notice. I thought you were gone. It feels so long ago. I already sent you the coordinates. No one knows what this means yet. And I've that's that's that was found well over six months ago, and nobody knows what it means. No one knows what the coordinates oh are. It's crazy. <laughs> so frustrating oh that we're not getting anywhere with this. I mean, I know that you enjoy the long game, but, you know, come on, <laughs> take it to piss, hurry up a little bit. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, so after that, there was a few little things found, a few more of those, those plaques with um, scientists' names on or equations again. The thing that we're stuck on now is it's called the Gigatrack. This is presumably the very last thing that's going to be released for Trials Rising. Uh, it's a long track. So I think the world record is about 13 minutes. It normally takes me about 20 minutes just to play through it. Oh, it's God. long. And, uh, you know, it goes through lots of different areas. You know, it starts off in like a, uh, what's it called? Like a a building site or, or something like that with massive rocks everywhere. And then it goes into like a desert kind of place, then into a volcano then into like a snowy area after and from an interview with the creator 
at some point he says about this gigatrack, four translates to one or four turns into one, something along those lines. And we have found three things in this track. And it, it's been about three weeks since that. And we are still looking for the fourth thing. It's just no one knows where to look. It's very frustrating. Well, this game will throw up a few surprises for you, my friend, it looks like. Yeah. Uh, so what were they? Um, the first one that was found was there was eight buttons along the track. Some of them you have to... Well, no, all of them, actually. You have to press with just a rider. So, like I said, you have to bail off your bike. And then you might, might have a ramp and you sort of got to bail off and then sort of come underneath the ramp to right at the bottom, bottom of it. Another one... There was orbs in the sky, which again you have to bail your rider off going up a high ramp, uh, but you you couldn't see them unless you were close to it, so you couldn't just get to the end of the level, and then just go like use free cam to to try and find them. You have to be close to them to actually see them. The third one we we had to have a hint from the creator. Uh, he sent just a weird. A weird, oh, I can't remember what it was called, but it it led to a book in uh, in on archive.org, which is all about mammals. And something else he said pointed to a page about donkeys. Oh no, he said the word donkey in like Latin or something. Um, and so people realised you have to use the donkey. There's a bike called the donkey, but at this point nobody had finished the level with zero faults. If they had, they would have seen right at the end, there's a portal that you can go into, but it disappears as soon as you fault once. Oh, no. So, uh, yeah, everybody scrambled together. It was a few hours until it was actually done. But there was one guy, I mean, some of these people in the Discord are fantastic at the game. So there was one person who managed to get there, and that was the third piece. What these are, they're, they're saying a poem as well. And they, they know what the third... So we found the first, second, and fourth. So I'll find them really quickly as well. So the, the, the first one we found says, love, love is wise. And then on the back of it had Morse code that says sun. The second one, hatred is foolish. Um, and then I think from the first one, they found what the poem was going to be. So it's love is wise, hatred is foolish. In this world, which is getting more and more closely interconnected, we have to learn to tolerate each other. And they have found love is wise, hatred is foolish, and we have to learn to tolerate each other. And found the... So we know we found one, two, and four. Um, and the the Morse code on the backs of them says son, 16, and bring a friend. Uh, yeah, so obviously those Morse code bits are instructions, but we're waiting to find what the third one is to find out what we actually have to do. It's, uh, yeah, it's frustrating. Nobody knows. Hopefully that's a good enough summary of what we've done. Not that I've done much. I've just been a lurker, like I said. <laughs> you just hide in the shadows. Yeah. I I mean, <laughs> I've been trying to come up with some ideas the last the last few weeks and sort of throwing them, throwing them into the Discord, seeing if people want to try them. But nothing has come up yet. There was one, actually, I thought was a fantastic idea. And I couldn't wait to get it in and have people look around it because I didn't have time to play it but I was basically ignored <laughs> I would say oh, well I wasn't no ignored way. but like nobody really thought it was too big a deal 
It's all right, mate. You might prove them wrong one day. I might do. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, that. I think that's about a, a good summary of the last two games. There isn't going to be another one. So this is... Uh, well, there might be another Trials game, but the guy who made these riddles is leaving the company, is leaving Red Links. Oh, no way. Yeah, this is going to be the last one. I bet you're better guarded about that, mate. A little bit, yeah. There's always that one asshole who leaves and ruins the party for everyone, isn't there? <laughs> 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 yeah, I don't know. I don't know what he's going to do next. He might go to another company and start making riddles for their games. <laughs> could join fucking Konami and actually make a good game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, it's probably about time we got talking about some games then. Yeah, let's go for it, mate. Yeah. Oh, I feel like I've talked a lot already. No, I'll, I'll carry on. So, also, do you want me to go first or you got this? No, I'll go first. So I actually played three games this week, and I, I told you about I told you about that in work, but I didn't tell you what I was going to play. I want to talk about GoldenEye first. That was one of the games I pulled out of the hat. Yep. But I feel like GoldenEye is too well known to to meet our, to meet our criteria, I would say. So I completely agree with you on this. Um well, GoldenEye is just like I say, it redefined the art, the FPS genre, doesn't it? Yeah. Didn't it? So um yeah. Um it's also nice for the game to be in the hat, but it's too it's too much of a classic, isn't it? It's like throwing, I don't know, Mario One or I don't know, Final Fantasy VII's at the hat, you know. They're, they're like, you know, classics, aren't they? Yeah, and and for us, they're, they're difficult to talk about because, you know, we, we don't want to talk about the obvious things that everybody knows. We don't want to teach people to suck eggs, I think is a, is a, a <laughs> phrase along along those sort of lines. But uh, so I... I used to uh, I used to work in a game shop around the time that GoldenEye was out. Maybe a little bit after it was out, but there was always whenever GoldenEye came up, all of the serious gamers that had played GoldenEye always said that there was another game very similar that was much better than GoldenEye. And you still probably have no idea what it what it is, do right. you? What console was it on? N sixty four. It's on the what? It's a first person shooter. Yeah. Right, the only one that I come up with ever did was it Fade to Black, wasn't it, as a shooter? Um, yeah, no, it was not that. Oh. I found out, uh, I realised it's actually made by the same company as well, Rareware, I think it was. Oh, it's rare, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They made like Battletoads and um, Banjo-Kazooie, I think. And, um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm just trying to think of FPSs on the N64. When I think of N64, I just think Mario 64 and Ocarina of Time. That's literally what I think. Yeah. And this is why I wanted to talk about this other game, because it does fit our criteria more, but it's it's all actually... Well, I would say it's kind of linked into the same group as GoldenEye, but it is actually, it has actually been forgotten, even though it's considered a much better game. Can't think of it. Tell me. Put me up my misery. So I played GoldenEye...
and Perfect Dark. Oh, yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. Yeah. That's the uh, the woman, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what her name is. I know of the game. I know it. her name. Uh, her name is Joanne Dark. Oh, there you go. Uh, I, I was going to leave this to later, okay, but they, they wanted to sort of empower women. And one of the most powerful women or most influential women is Joan of Arc. So they used her, the French, her, is it the, the French version of her name? Um, Joan d'Arc. Oh, yeah. Joanne d'Arc. Ah, so they, they named, named her after Joanne d'Arc. I like how you've cool. got to explain yeah. these things to me, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, him. Oh, like... <laughs> yeah. So I'll get, I'll get into, I'll get into why. I know that I, I watched a couple of videos there, <laughs> like we always do. But uh, so let's start. Let's start with Goldeneye. Okay, Goldeneye was made by Rare, released in nineteen ninety seven, and it was put in the hat by my girlfriend Kelly Hall. Goldeneye, everybody knows it. So many people have have speed run this or you know played it to death. You know, pe- people know every inch of this game. Apart from it's, me, apart from well, yeah, I I don't know much about this game because I, from what I gathered when we were younger, when it was big, the people who liked it the most were the people who were good at the multiplayer, um, yeah, and and so many people like would would hold like com- multiplayer competitions on it, and it, I I can understand why people thought they were good at, thought they were good at the multiplayer, is because they probably had the auto aim on because it's a console first person shooter. You know, I I was playing through this some of the PC levels. master race coming out of you now. Yeah, kind of. I, I'm <laughs> I'm rubbish at first person shooter games. I, I I don't I don't really like them. But I was playing through the the the, the campaign a little bit, and and you could like you could see the gun move on its own to, to where the <laughs> to where the enemy was. I'm sure you could turn it off though, could you? Or you can turn it off. I didn't want to because I'm rubbish at them. <laughs> uh, <this> is, yeah. <laughs> but, but I that's the thing I don't think many people would have for, for multiplayer only the real hardcore people after they had played it a hell of a lot would have gone right we need to see who's actually the best so we're going to play at a, you know a, a tournament with auto aim off but it was such a massive movement like I was saying like I, I can understand if, if you're just slightly off of the enemy but some of the time, times I was nowhere near the enemy you know I I open a door into a corridor. There's people left and right of me. I'm looking at the middle, and it just sort of goes. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look at this guy on the right first, and this guy on the left first. You, I didn't have to move the stick at all. Oh no. Yeah. See, I, 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 I def, I've never actually played it properly. My friends that have owned it, and they used to play it to death. Um, like Kevin Simon, they used to play Golden Night like yeah all the time. They loved it. They did. Where I just took literally zero interest in it whatsoever. Again. Don't like FPS, as you know. You know, I like James Bond. I actually love Goldeneye, the film. Kick ass. Another film that Sean Bean dies in. Actually, no, does he die in it? I don't know. I don't know. He must I've do. Never watched many of the other James Bond films. Oh, I love a bit of James Bond, me. Yeah, I just, I just took zero interest in this game whatsoever. But I just, you know, of course, like me and you play so we just, we just both know how massive it is. But yeah, you know. I guess I guess the story mission was okay. Well, it was probably really good. I, I get that. Uh, it just seemed easy to me. Um, well, I mean, I had it on easy, 
I don't really know what else to say about this game, if I'm honest. Yeah, I, I get that. I, I can understand why people would have liked it because of multiplayer. Oh, yeah, no, I was going to say, it is kind of like Fortnite. How so? One thing that I, you know, I, I know it's a long time ago. So, so we've spoken on the podcast about how I was rubbish at PUBG. Yes. I was absolutely awful. You know, I, I tried I tried going in on my own and playing without my friends just to try and get better so I'm not hindering him so much. Actually, if you want to play some PUBG, uh, it's free on the PlayStation Network right now if you want to download it. Yes, I did notice that. I've got yeah, a PC, so, so I wouldn't If we want to, want to be rubbish with me, we can play together and be rubbish hey. together if you want to. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have put it in my library, but I don't think I'll ever play it because I've got it on the PC. No, I haven't done that yet. What's the other one? Street Fighter Five. Yeah, yeah. I won't mind playing a bit of that, but then saying that, I probably won't play it. Yeah. True. I mean, there's, I've, I, yeah, there's so many in there that I've just put into the into my library, which I'll never ever play. Well, you should see my game shelf then. I've got about a billion games on there, which are still in the wrapper. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> One day I'll get there. Oh, what a lot of people say in the in the board game community is it's a, the shelf of shame or pile of shame. Ah, that's what they call it, is it? G- games that you've bought that you haven't actually played yet. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Well, we're on GoldenEye anyway. Um, what I wanted to talk about actually is um, <laughs> gaming, gaming myths. Okay, cool. Right. Um, the uh, the old website. Um, I think they just do YouTube now, but um, GameTraders.com. They used to do a thing. Um, can't remember what it's called now, but we'll just call it gaming myths. And they used to basically hunt with all the biggest myths in games, obviously. Um, one yeah. of them was the um, I think we talked about like that level on Pokemon where all the kids killed committed suicide after hearing the music. Yeah, there was like a hidden uh, Mewtwo in one of the trucks apparently. Yeah, the, the most powerful Pokemon. Um, I can't remember. Oh, how to bring back Aerith or Ares as you like to know uh, her. Right? It, yeah, stuff it, like that. And um, one of them was Goldeneye. Okay. Now um, on the, I think it's the first level. I think you're like you're on some sort of like airport or something. I don't know. I can't remember. It is like you know. You go, you go down the road, and then, like, in the far distance, you can see this island, and it looks, like, well made up. It's got, like, a tower on there and everything. Yeah. And they were like, oh, how do we get to it? And they must have spent ages doing it. In the end, they took, to, uh, took it to the old uh, gaming community to uh, hack their way through, and they managed to fly themselves eventually over this um, stretch of water and get onto this part of the island. And it was going to be more of a, um, a single-player campaign. They had like all these towers and everything built up this whole island. In the end, they just they just ditched it. Yeah, it was a uh, no yeah way. yeah yeah. And they were gonna make like obviously the game longer, but I'm guessing um they had time was stretched for them. I imagine. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they just binned it off, but just used it as a background instead. Awesome, that's quite cool. Yeah, for anyone like you know you know what people are like, and they just they want to find every inch of the game, don't they? Like you know so. Yeah, yeah, but uh, well, yeah. So I was talking about um. PUBG, wasn't it? And and Fortnite and how GoldenEye is a bit like Fortnite. Yeah, I want to know how this is how you got, got this. It's, in my opinion, let's say that. Let, let, let's let's make sure I say that, in my opinion. So yeah, I, I like I said, I was rubbish, absolutely rubbish at PUBG. I could go a whole week, you know, we we played quite a lot, we were playing every day, several games every day. I could go a whole week without killing a single person. Really? Probably I'd probably go two weeks, you know. People, oh my god. I, I was rubbish. And I played, well, when we were first able to play Fortnite on the PlayStation, I jumped in and I played five games 
and I managed to get four four kills in those five oh. games. And it was like it's easy. It's much much easier than a lot of other games. It, well, it is. Me and Chloe played it together um, a few months ago while, while the lockdown was around, and uh, we won six games in one day. Did you? Yeah, and wow. neither of us can build anything. You know, we literally were just <laughs> yeah. being like one of those campers or hiding in bushes and shit. Yeah. And just building, you know, just getting like a load of good weapons and just blowing the crap out of people. Yeah. And it was, so it's given, given these kids the idea that they're good at this game when they're, they're not. It's just as easy for everybody else to get kills. Mm. So they want to keep playing it. And, and that's what I think. That's why I think. I don't I don't know. This is probably. This is probably. Uh, I would imagine all console first-person shooters were the same back then. Actually, that with, with the auto oh, aim, with, with with the auto aim on consoles. But yeah, just that—that's what I thought. Maybe, maybe that auto aim gave everybody the uh, the idea that they were better. But everybody wanted to play as odd job, didn't they? In the multiplayer, because they had an unfair advantage for being short. <laughs> Because people had to physically aim down, you know, the auto auto aim wouldn't go down to oh. to, to look at odd job. There's only one first person shooter I actually didn't mind playing, and that was uh, Resistance: Fall of Man on the PS3. Yeah, I never played that. That actually wasn't bad. Yeah, I only played it because, like, again, Kevin a lot used to play it, and then I bought it for a fiver to join them on the online multiplayer on that. I didn't yeah. mind actually playing that too much, but again, there was just yeah, it would do. Oh. Exactly. Yeah. FPS <laughs> sends you to sleep, <laughs> making me yawn. Yes. Yeah. Oh, this is going to go off on another another tangent. So I might actually leave that yawn in. Something something I was I was thinking about a while ago. I when I was editing and I yawned and I was and, and I it made me yawn while I was listening to it and I thought I yawned a week ago and it made me yawn and and it's something <laughs> I noticed listening to podcasts as well. I was catching up with a podcast and it was like two years before. That it was recorded, and the guy yawned in it, and it made me yawn. And I was like, "This guy in Canada yawned two years ago, and it made me yawn today." It's weird. <laughs> That's that is impressive. so weird how that happens. <laughs> um, yeah, back. Let's go back to it. I d- I did try and play the um, the campaign. Like I said, I I I did like the first couple of levels. They're longer than I remember. Really? Yeah. They they, they took a good 30, 40, 30 to forty minutes each. I mean, if oh. if you know where you're going, then. It'd be be a bit easier, a bit quicker, but uh, I had no idea what the speed run is. Now. I'm gonna find out how long it takes. It took someone to actually complete this bastard game. Right, you know, <laughs> I'm quite intrigued. But yeah, sorry, Carol. <laughs> but uh, I mean, it was kind of fun. You know, I, I, there was some of the some of the weapons I forgot existed. I think my favourite was the DD forty two or something like that. It was it was just like a powerful handgun, much more powerful handgun. You could. You can wield two of them at the same time, which was cool. No, oh, no way. I got a speed run up here for you anyway. Um, someone's done an, oh, five months ago. It says world record, and it says thirty-six minutes and twenty seconds. Oh wow! Jesus Christ! Someone needs a job. <laughs> Saying that, that's probably <laughs> lockdown. That isn't it? You had nothing to do. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Ah. Uh... But yeah, other other than that, there's not really a lot I can say. Like I said, uh, the storyline I don't re- I didn't really know I don't really know what the storyline is. I'm not going to say about that. Um, it's, um, James Bond gets um, double crossed by his friend Double O. I don't know what is, what is he. Did, um, oh, you find a Double O Six in the second level. 
Yeah, 006 and Sean Bean, whatever. It must be 006 then. Yeah, he double crosses you. He becomes the bad guy. Okay. And then you're James Bond. You go around banging all the women and then save the day. <laughs> Excellent. That's it. Oh, so it, it stops being a first-person shooter halfway through. I should have carried no, on playing no. it. <laughs> no, it's still it's still a first-person shooter. There's none of that in there whatsoever either. Ah. Every time there's a love-making simulator, they take them out of games. Kind of like um, I think it's San Andreas, isn't it? There's a yeah. What's it called again? There's a there's a mission, isn't it? It's got a funny name. I can't remember what it's called now. But they um, it's know. in the code somewhere, and someone found it. Yeah. Yeah, I heard about. I watched a video about that the other night, actually. Yeah, mine was the other night as well. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Ah, we keep getting sidetracked. This is going to be a long night again. Never mind, it was all good. Yeah, 007, GoldenEye. It's not a forgotten game, so (laughs) I don't want to talk too much about what happens because there's stuff that people already know. Well, it's not a forgotten game, but I want to forget it. Yeah. Let's talk about Perfect Dark. So, I knew nothing going into this game, just that it was apparently better than GoldenEye. Uh, is that is that along the same lines of what you've heard about it, or you, you've not heard much about it? I haven't heard much about it. Um, yeah. No, I just, I just know it's a woman. So, uh, this one, I planned to play it quite a bit, but I only really did the first couple of levels in this one as well. And, is it better? Uh, I, I wouldn't say so. Maybe the storyline's better. It's a much more sort of sci-fi kind of version. But what I didn't realise until this point was it's the same game. It uses the same engine, I suppose. It's it's all the same controls. Everything looks the same. You know, oh. like you see like crates lying on the floor and you think, well, that's the same as the boxes that were in GoldenEye. Just, they just look a bit different. So it's GoldenEye with a different skin. It, that, yeah, that's what it seemed like to me. <laughs> so like I said it, the, the only well, thing you've done that, the review already <laughs> yeah so to me yeah, it looks like it was it was probably a better storyline there was probably better locations um, GoldenEye was probably it probably had to stick to certain places like I, I don't know it, it, probably, it couldn't really branch off from the film I assume if it if that's the storyline that it uses I imagine I don't know <laughs> I, I don't ever play you know I said I'd never really played GoldenEye yeah so they, I suppose they couldn't really branch out. They couldn't go to like a sunny beach resort, say, and, and do a level there because they probably didn't do that in the film. But like with, with Perfect Dark, it did. It seemed like it had a lot more locations, a lot more sort of colourful locations and everything. But the first two levels, well, the first level, it it's in like a, a high rise building in in a city. And all of the doors and the walls and, and every floor looked exactly the same to me. It was frustrating. Oh, no. Like, imagine you're in, in like a travel lodge hotel or something. You know, every single floor looked exactly the same. 
and and that's that's what this seemed to me like. I got lost a few times because it's yeah, that'll throw me off. It's kind of like this film actually I want to watch. Um, uh, Bill recommended it to me the other day. It's called um Vivarian, I think it's called. No, I've not heard of that. Yeah, it's like you know, a Vivarian is like a, like a tank or something, isn't it? Where you watch animals, I think. Oh yeah, like that. yeah, yeah. But um, it's basically this uh, couple go to live in their forever home. And literally is their forever home because they're not allowed to leave. <laughs> like uh, they go, they go to the street, and all the houses look the same. And the bloke's like, oh, "Come to number nine. They're like, "All right." And so they go live in it, and they're like, "Actually, no, I want to leave." And then they drive down the street, but they always end up back to them number nine again. Ah, that's weird. Yeah, is it going to be good though? As Bill said, it's good. I don't know. I don't think he's watched it yet either. But oh, he, okay. he told me about it the other day. And I was like, "Do you know what?" I quite like that idea. I'll watch that. And I was going to watch it last night, but then instead I uh, fell asleep about nine o'clock because I'm hardcore like that. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Yeah, the the second level looks pretty much the same as well. I can't remember. I'm getting the two levels, the two games confused now because it was a few days ago that I played it. I was going to say you're in a, you're in a scientist. You're in like a laboratory, but that was Goldeneye. (laughs) But yeah, I can't remember what happened in the level, but all I remember is the second level looked very samey. Every room you go to, as well. So You're really uh, selling it, you are. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not trying to sell it. I'm trying <laughs> yeah, to say, no, to me, it was this pretty much the same game. Yeah, I know. The physics um, felt the same. Yeah, I suppose when you've played one, you've played the other. But then I suppose it's the same when I play FIFA every single year, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, for peop- for so many people, back when it was out, to have the opinion that this was better. It must be better somehow. But, train. Long one. Game on. Yeah, it must be better somehow. It must be. I, I-, I would say it's got to be the storyline and the locations. like the-, the actual levels themselves as you get later on in the game. But I didn't yeah. experience that because we are meant podcasting badly and we don't do that sort of thing here. Yes, we do not finish games. We we do not, re- you know, we do not speed run properly. <laughs> we do not. <laughs> we don't review properly. We don't review properly. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's good. how we do things. Yeah. We might as well get t-shirts made up. Oh, we should, yeah. <laughs> Stop wearing this bloody hit switch shirt. <laughs> cool. But that's, yeah, that's... Uh, uh, everything I really want to say about Goldeneye and Perfect Dark, you know? <laughs> really? I liked it. That's, that's how my review would went as well with yeah. oh, good. that type of game. Good. Yeah. I, um, it, doesn't, it doesn't help when you have literally zero interest in it in the first place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again, this is why we're men podcasting badly. Yeah. <laughs> we're supposed to be biased, but we're fucking not. <laughs> but then, when you said about no interest, I... I can't remember which one it was. Was it Viva Pinata? Where I said to myself, I am I'm gonna try and enjoy this game and I fucking didn't. <laughs> I didn't. Oh, yeah. I wanted, I tried. Yeah. Yeah. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> what what did what do you want to talk about first? Your games that you pulled from the hat. The game I am playing is Bloody Roar on the PlayStation One.
and it was pulled from the hat and the person he wanted me to play it was Chris Chantry. So thank you, Chris. Good stuff. Now, this game was developed by Hudson Soft. I actually knew this company, which was a good start. It's the one with the B. Do you remember them? No. No, what? no. It had a little B with the picture. Okay, no, I don't. No. Remember that? Oh, anyway. So that they uh, published by Hudson Soft, Activision. Now, they've made four games, and there's one company now who are in charge of them. Now, they haven't made a game for such a long time, since 2004. So, the game's doing pretty well, and now they're not making any more. Guess what company is now in charge of them? Um, Konami. There you go, see? So a game that's doing well, and next minute Konami buys them, and then guess what? We won't make any fucking more. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) I was like, oh, God, why? So, yes, this game's been on a few platforms. It's been on uh, in the arcade, the GameCube, the PlayStation, the PlayStation 2, and um, if you decided to buy one, shame on you, the Xbox. It was released in 1997, and like I said, Bloody Roar 4 was the last one uh, to be released in 2004, until those heathens took over them. Oh, so is that all that company did for Bloody Roar games? Yeah, yeah. They didn't do any other games at all? That's it. Oh, wow. Oh, no, I think Hudson Soft made other games, but there's only four Bloody Roars. Okay, I see what you mean. Yeah. um, So anyway, if you don't actually know this game, this is a, a 3D fighting game. Kind of uh, the same vein as uh, Tekken, or as you say, Tekken. Tekken. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dead or Alive, or Soul Calibur. <laughs> I'm sorry, I love the way you say Tekken. Review your game. Hurry up. Right, review. First off, stop taking say, the piss out of me. Right. That's what we're here for. The bants. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I want to say first off, I want to say thank you, Chris. This is, uh, I enjoyed this. Actually, this is probably the best game I've played so far, which is weird because I fucking hate fighting games, in all fairness. <laughs> this game has uh, a few modes in it. Um, one is arcade, which is the standard arcade game. Uh, versus mode, if you have friends. Extra mode will have like stuff like time attack and all that lot and uh watch if you want to watch two comms fight it out if your life is that boring <laughs> really <laughs> yeah yeah if <laughs> you think to yourself oh what should i watch on telly i don't know oh only eastenders are on do you know what fuck it let's shove on bloody raw and watch two comms fight it out to the <laughs> death <laughs> or your controllers are broken but then how do you play the game but anyway we won't get into that um, and then the last one is records, if you want to check all your stats. So, um, which, is, which is pretty cool. You know, how many wins you've had, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Now, the next thing under that says Beast Rave. <laughs> I was like, what? On or off? Okay, then, Beast whatever that is. Rave. Exactly. So, um, imagine it's not a party full of war- werewolves partying it out. No. But, um, anyway, Beast Rave apparently is only in... Um, am I playing again? Bloody Roar 1, right? This is the only game that's got it. Um, it is where after you transform into a beast, you can press triangle and the beast, and it will start beast rave and then you can be faster and stronger for a temporary time. So I had to Google that. Cool. <laughs> you said transform into a beast. Yes, I'll get that into a second. Yeah, yes. I, I forgot about that bit. I thought you started as a beast. No, 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 no. Okay. 
So anyway, I went for the standard arcade mode. Uh, right then, then you've got your list of eight fighters to choose from. This is the part where I read it and murder it every single time. <laughs> okay, so we've got Mitsuku, we've got Alice, Fox, uh, Long, Bakuryu, I think that's pronounced, and Yugo, and Godot. And last of all, Greg. Greg. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. No, I know. Literally all these Japanese names, and they slam a Greg in there. <laughs> right, so I, I, I picked Yugo. Because it was literally the first character to pick. And he looked pretty like, you know, he looked like he took on the world. Yeah. And then I took on Greg in the first fight. Now, first impressions were, um, this is game is just Tekken with another skin. It's exactly like Tekken 1, I thought. Right. And uh, yeah, so the match started and I automatically did the first thing I did was what most people do on fighting games is I literally mass the shit out of the buttons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I'm going to talk about the health bar as well. The health bar is your standard fighting game health bar. It's like a giant yellow strip at the top. Every time you take a hit, it turns like red at a certain bit and then just disappears. So standard fighting health bar, like, you know, nothing cool. out of the ordinary on this one. Yeah. And underneath you have, um, I'm not sure what it's called, but I call it the beast bar. Okay. You need to build. Uh, so at the beginning of it, um, it's you could already transform if you want to. It's flashing, but say when you transform into a beast, it starts depleting, and then you only know, could be the beast for a certain amount of time. Right. And then you've got to start punching the shit out of the other person to build your beast bar back up again. Okay, that's cool. So anyway, each character has their own beast. So for instance, uh, Yugo was my character, and his beast was a werewolf. Right. Now, literally, I like I said, I button bashed, and the first thing I did, because I hit the beast mode button, I automatically transformed into a werewolf, and I thought I was now fucking hardcore, to be honest. <laughs> literally, like, you know, I, I literally just punched the crap out of Greg, um, took the first round quite happily. You know, I think he only hit me once. In all fairness, though, I don't think the computer was very, you know, it was just one of those, like, first levels where, you know, first stages, whatever, the, the computer doesn't really hardly move. Yeah. Because I, um... Got a flawless in the second round. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, it's one of those standard fighting games anyway. First one to win two rounds wins. You don't want to... Um, you you want to uh, try and build up that beast bar as quite quickly as possible because you don't want to be like a, a, a... I wrote down puny human. A puny human. <laughs> you don't want to be that. For too long, no. No, no, no. But saying that though, really, um, I was a human quite a lot of the time. I was still winning matches. Yeah. I think beast mode just makes it look cooler. Yeah. I couldn't figure out special moves in all fairness. You know, I, um, there was like, like on most fighting games, you push start, don't you? And you've got like move set or move list or whatever. Yeah. There was none of that on there. It was just, <laughs> get out there, boy. <laughs> <laughs> figure it out. So, um, I like I said, I was just mashing. I did a couple of moves where I was just like, oh, I was like, oh, sweet. But most of the time it was just, I don't know. I went for the old standard kick and punch. Yeah. <laughs> That'll get me through this. <laughs> So what I, what I normally do when I first start, uh, well, I did, because I haven't played one for years, when I first get into a, a, a fighting game is try the combos that I know. So you'll try and do the Hadouken, the Sonic Boom, ah. and just, just do the obvious ones. That makes sense. See what yeah, happens. yeah. I never did any of that. Um, there was the, the standard, you know, double tap forward to start running and then push, like, and a kick and you slide. Yeah. Or punch and you dive. So that was on there. Awesome. Yeah, but that's just like a, that's a mainstay in most like fighting games now, isn't it? Yeah. 
Alright then, so I am on to stage two, and my opponent this time was uh, Alice. Who? Um, Alice. Who? Alice. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Thank you. No, anyway, Alice is a little bitch. Right. Yeah, she is. She was, a, she was a bit more trickier than Greg. You know, Greg really for a punch, but then, you know, Greg's the... Is the idiot with the odd name out anyway, isn't he, really? Yeah. So, um, yeah, right then. I'll let you have a guess of beast form then. What do you reckon Alice turns into? A bear. No. Uh, Alice. A rabbit. I was in Wonderland, a Cheshire Oh, Cheshire there you cat. go. She, she turns into an evil bunny. Uh, okay, cool. Right, so I managed to figure out if you hold, punch, and kick together, you can throw in an opponent. So yeah, figure that out. Cool. But now I wrote that down. I don't think it actually was kick and punch. I think it was... <laughs> one button and another button, but I might have got my notes wrong there. <laughs> but you hold two buttons down and you can throw your opponent round. And again, like Tekken, like really. Tekken, it was. yeah. Um, you try and grab them. Yeah. Like what? Like you like yeah, like Tekken. You try and grab them. That's yeah. why you say Tekken again. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, yeah, Alice, right? Weird as fuck. Like you know, for some reason, now when she's becoming the, well, she's in beast mode. It does this weird scream. Yeah. It's like, this bunny's just going, I don't want to scream myself, but it's just like this weird, eerie bunny scream every time he punches you. It was like, the fuck is that all about? Like, you know? Yeah. I couldn't wait actually to beat the crap out of this thing just to get away from it. Yeah. It kind of sounds like um, when you kill one of those women with the whips from Streets of Rage 1. Do you remember them? Oh, I can't remember that either. When they die, they do that really loud, screechy scream. It uh, sounds just like that. Yes, I remember it. Yeah. Yeah, oh, weird. Yeah. I'm gonna have to have a look at this game after. Uh, so uh, we had. A, I'm sorry. I remember enjoying it. I can't really, really remember anything about it. No, no. Th- this game here is literally is in the forgotten list because I haven't got a freaking. Co- I've never never heard of it, like you know. Yeah. So I'm surprised at that. No, I've never heard of it. Um, but then it's not a fighting game that seems to come up anywhere. So you know, this yeah. is this is perfect. Um, yeah. we had two epic rounds, and I managed to take the bunny bitch down. So, uh, yep, kicking butt now. All right, stage three was uh, my opponent was Godot, or Gado, whatever his name is. And his beast form was, let you guess. Uh, so, you had a werewolf and a rabbit so far. What would be next? Oh, I got a bear. No, no, I've got a li- lion. Oh, a lion, okay. Yeah. Cool. He's wearing army trousers as well, of course, as the uh, the story foretold. Yeah, he literally had a bit of a savage move as well. Um, he would literally pin you down and would literally tear the shit out of your body. Literally, blood was spread <laughs> around everywhere. Oh, lovely. That was actually, yeah, it was really cool. That was um quite impressive, actually. Yeah, again, I just took Gallo down. No problem, two round him. And um, I was actually now finding my inner Rocky, you know. Yeah. I, was, uh, <laughs> I was ready to take down everything that kept you know, coming at me. Literally, I found the technique now. Instead of just pushing punch and kick, was just keep mashing the um the throw button. So wait for them to punch and push yeah uh, backwards to block. That's what that's how you do it on there. Yeah. And then just grab, chuck them down. Wait for them to try and hit me and then throw. I was uh, just spamming the same thing over and over again. Next round was uh I took on Hugo. Next round, so we had another Hugo off. We did. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, um, I haven't talked about the arenas, actually, in all fairness on this. Um, 
nothing out of the ordinary, just yeah. the old standard. <laughs> I fought in a desert. I fought in an airport. You know, I fought in a factory. Cool. Nothing, you know, that springs to mind, really. Um, beat the crap out of you, go. Um, I can't say this game was massively difficult, in all fairness. Uh, I think I'm on stage five now, and um, this was the last fight I actually went for in the end. I just thought, there's only so much you can really talk about a fighting game, really, isn't there? Yeah. Um, I took on Bakaru, whatever his name is, and um, his beast mode was a, a mole with claws. A mole. I kind of I want to play this game to see them again. Yeah. yeah. Now, Bakaru, actually, his beast mode reminded me of um, Voldo from Soul Calibur. I can't remember. He was that weird one. He was like, Neh. he did all the weird moves. He used to like get on his back and walk like a crab and shit. Uh, no, I don't remember. Oh, I don't remember yeah. Voldo. I didn't yeah, play. He was like him. I didn't play Soul Calibur that much. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, if you do play it, then you'll think, ah, that is uh, Bakaru from Bloody Roar. That's what you'll think. Yeah, cool. <laughs> All right, before I leave this, anyway, I just want to tell you about the other characters' beasts, really. We'll just leave it at that. Um, anyway, so uh, Misuku is a, is a pig in beast mode. Um, Long turned into a tiger. Um, bet you never guess what Fox turned into. The Fox. <laughs> yeah, there you hey. go, see. Um, yeah, I just want to say, overall, this was uh, a pretty damn good game, actually. Yeah. Um, surprisingly, I've never actually really heard of this before, but then I've never really took much interest in the um, the fighting genre anyway, really. Like, the only one I've used to play was Takan. And then, um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'll use that joke to death now. I'm sorry. That's fine. But, um, yeah. Uh, just like I said, though, um, yeah, well done, Chris. This was a very good game. Uh, you know, like I said, a forgotten game. I don't remember it. It's not a game that gets ever brought up anywhere, but um, good, solid fighting game. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Do you, do you know if there was a storyline or anything to it? Oh, do you know what? Right, I I should have read that up. Um, no, don't know. Okay. It's not like um, like in Tekken where they'd have like you know, oh, you are my father and I will destroy you for no reason. Yeah, you know, because you maybe wear red at Christmas. <laughs> I I I watched a video quite quite a while ago now about the storyline of Mortal Kombat and 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 there's low there's like a massive storyline that goes the whole way through it. I can't remember a lot of it now, but yeah, there is actually a storyline from Mortal Kombat. I have watched the um, like um, what do you call it, like some of the characters' endings of the latest Mortal Kombat on YouTube. Yeah. They look pretty decent, I must say. Yeah. They, um, but I don't know the, the full lore on it and everything. No. I think Mortal Kombat 11 has come out recently, hasn't it? Is that... A... Is it 11, is it? I can't remember what number it is. I've I seen the, the YouTube endings and stuff, but I don't actually remember what number yeah, it was. Yeah, I think it's 11. And um, so, oh, this this will probably lead into something that I want to talk about as well, actually, that I forgot to talk, to talk about at the beginning. So I noticed it was so I I've been watching a lot of Twitch again recently. I haven't really watched it very much recently. I used to watch it a lot for Hearthstone, but uh, again we've got a baby again now. We can't really put anything on anything on that takes too much brain power. So I've just been shoving Twitch on, and I noticed that Mortal Kombat Eleven was massive. And have you seen the show The Boys? No, I haven't. No, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, but well, obviously the people who make Mortal Kombat had paid the boys, I think there's six of them, to play against each other on Twitch and stream it. And, <laughs> right. and that, I think there were six different streams. Like Each person was streaming themselves, I believe, I, I think. 
and um, yeah, so they were just going up against each other. It was like good guys against bad guys, I I, I think. And it was oh, pretty cool. Yeah, it was massive. Like they 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 must have paid a lot of money for to get them on. But, yeah, uh, I would have said yeah. But yeah, so many people watching it. It was quite cool. And and like I said, that will bring you around to something else I wanted to talk about. Uh, so have you ever watched Twitch much or streamers in general? Because you can stream on a lot. I of different watch things. Twitch all the time. Do you? Yeah, yeah. I I generally watch um, uh, Rio Car. He plays uh, Mario Maker. Yeah. And I uh, watch um, either between like uh, Fuji Castro or Nick Twenty Eight T, who who play FIFA. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, even though I own these games, I sit down. I'll happily watch someone else get angry <laughs> at it instead. Yeah. So I, I I put it on just to see what was going on. Um, Fall Guys is still massive, so I was wrong. Uh, yeah, I told you, <laughs> and it's it's getting bigger, isn't it? Yeah. But there was there was, it was another... the biggest selling PlayStation. Well, sorry, it was the biggest um, downloaded game ever on PlayStation Plus. Was it? Awesome. Yeah, I reckon it's going to get Game of the Year. I am. Um, I reckon it is. I'll give it to the end of the month. You reckon? Yeah. <laughs> I I I can see it like nicking it like for some reason. It's going to be like you know it's just going to be one of those weird like years, isn't it? Where yeah, you had games like Last of Us Two, Final Fantasy Seven, Cyberpunk, and all that lot, and it's going to get beaten by fucking full guys <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't, I don't know anyway vote for final fantasy 7 okay <laughs> I, I, yeah. i've never voted or anything like that. i've never seen it but yeah so I, I went on to twitch one day just to see if anything new was up and and there was a game called new world which was is that the one by amazon yes yeah yeah i, I had never heard of it before so i went into it i thought I wonder if this is really high up because it's that good or if it's really high up because they're paying people to play it, paying well-known people to play it. And so I clicked yeah. on it and the, the the highest watched person was a guy called Shroud. And I was like, okay, they're paying people then because he's an asshole. I've never liked him. And it, <laughs> it seems like he only plays stuff if they pay him. Uh, see, um, I was part of the... Um, oh, I put my name forward for the beta testing of this game. Yeah. I think I got selected as well, and I just never bothered playing never it. Never bothered. No, no, yeah. no. Um, it's a pay-to-play MMO, I think, actually, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it looked okay, but obviously, like I said, they paid a lot of people to play it to get it out there to get people to see it. Um, and I don't, I don't think I'll bother with it. No, I'm not going to bother either. It kind of looks. Oh, uh, it's like set like um like I don't know what it is like. You know, what era? Like you know. Kind of like uh, I didn't watch it for too long. It's like everyone's wearing like swords and shields again in it, and kind yeah. of like horseback and all that lot. But it's probably set a bit further on. I don't know. Kind of reminds me of um the game Greedfall on the PS4. Kind of like that. I don't really know. Oh, Greedfall was good. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Cool. But yeah, there, there was another point where I was watching Twitch. I was trying to watch some Heroes of the Storm, and uh, it was a guy I'd never watched before. So I clicked on him, and he was just starting up, and he he, he didn't have very many viewers. Heroes of the Storm doesn't anymore, really, and uh, so he, he was talking to some of his regulars that you know watch him all the time about streaming in general, and and he was talking about eating while streaming, and some of the people were saying that's one thing that puts me off streaming is because like your your diet and having to try and eat healthy and making the meals before streaming, yeah. And and I was I was thinking like just take a break for half an hour or an hour 
You know, it's not the end of the world. I just um, literally have a good old, like, full-on session of food. And then I just go on, I do like a three-hour stream. I don't have to eat for three hours. I'm fine. I'm not going to die yeah. in three hours, you know? Well, yeah, I mean, I think these are people who are trying to make money from it, trying to stream yeah. like eight, ten, twelve hours a day. But I was, I was thinking like, uh, so I, I get it. I get it. They're, they're worried that they'll lose people watching them if they stream for four hours, have an hour for lunch or something, get some exercise and then stream for another four hours. Yeah. But it's that whole mentality behind it. I'm thinking, like, you can take a break, but it seems like everybody thinks it's such a bad idea to take it's a break. It's taboo, isn't it? It's uh, it's this is stupid. So go back a couple of years, and I would have said the same. I would have been like, "We well, can't, you can't leave a stream and then come back later. You know, we lose viewers." But yeah, I, I don't know. I, maybe I'll just think about it a bit differently now like a lot of um, streamers older. i watch like the ones who play like fifa they usually have like like shakes and stuff now yeah that's what that's what it's come to a lot of these um a lot of them try and get sponsored by shake companies and stuff so they can show what they're drinking yeah eat, eating in liquid form <laughs> see i'm quite happy but like smash a bag of haribo while i'm playing i don't care yeah well, that, that, that's what the big what the debate was about about eating healthily and how to do it, and like how to meal prep, and but he was just like, oh, but I can't, I can't even take ten minutes away from the PC to go and eat, and I was like, mm. but you can, you absolutely can. Oh man, I smashed uh, a whole bag of fucking Twixes in front of everyone as well. Yeah. Like, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it really annoyed me. <laughs> Another thing, actually. So this is a bit of um talking that we should have had before, which I forgot about, but you reminded me of it. A couple of things, so I filled that bit with trials I, I i went to get my hair cut about a week ago and uh as you said about pants earlier didn't you <laughs> i thought <laughs> oh i forgot to tell people about getting my hair cut so i can be quite socially awkward i don't really like talking to people if i don't have to if i'm in a certain kind of mood I, i'll be okay with it but some a lot of the time i feel a bit sort of inside myself and so i was wandering around town my, my normal barber wasn't there he 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 had been on holiday oh, no. and he had to quarantine so i was walking around town trying to find trying to find a barber that was fairly empty that you know they look like they they do like proper haircuts as well not just like only uh the clippers and i didn't i walked around town twice i couldn't find anybody that i wanted to go in and talk to until i i found i came across one that i'd never knew was existed and it was empty, so I was like, oh, fantastic, I'll walk in here and say, oh, can I, can I get my hair cut? And he was there like, no, I'm fully booked, mate, all day. <laughs> I'm going tomorrow on Sunday. I was like, well, well you're empty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It reminded me of um, The Fast Show. I don't know if you ever watched that, where no. there's a guy, oh, uh, this will be for the listeners then. There's a guy that like, always says, oh, someone's sitting there, mate. And then there's one one sketch where someone's doing a massive hike up these like oh, kind of like Scottish Highlands or whatever. They're going for ages, and they get to the top and sit down next to this guy, and he's like, "Someone's sitting there, mate." <laughs> it just reminded me of that. <laughs> but uh, I, I I was trying to Google um, what hairdresser or what barbers were around before I left the house. So it's like where to where to try, and and one of the reviews I came across of one of them it said. I know. I always always go back to here. Nice, friendly, um, nice and cheap. 
and good bants too. Oh, good good banter too. And I'm not angry about that. Then <laughs> no, just no. good banter. I don't want good banter. I want quietness. <laughs> I want <laughs> silence and darkness. <laughs> kind of how yeah. my stream looks at the moment on here. I need to turn my lights on. Yeah, <laughs> dark here at the moment. I'm disappearing. Yeah, I noticed that. <laughs> yeah, there was a couple of things that I actually wrote down in my phone to remember to talk about, but I didn't remember to look at my phone to remember. Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, damn it. <laughs> which you reminded me of both of them, actually, which is nice. Well, cool. I'll um, I'll get on with my second game, shall I? Yeah. Yeah, my second game was um, actually put in the hat by you a very long time ago. Uh, <laughs> All those many years ago. Yeah. Uh, so my my second game was... Dynamite Heady. I really enjoyed this game. You would probably expect me to not like it because I want a hallelujah. That's what I want. <laughs> yeah, from last week. Yeah, not liking any of the games. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was really good. It was, it was weird. Yeah, uh, it, it's weird. I it, I struggled to get my head around it to start with because it doesn't it doesn't tell you much about the story, uh, does it? And no. Uh yeah, so so it was like the whole thing is like a, a show, isn't it? Like a play or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Behind the curtains, the curtains open, and off you go. Yeah, and I, I don't know. I don't really know what to say. Yeah, it, it starts with like uh, an opening opening sequence, doesn't it? Opening scene, I suppose. But in yeah. in in the game, and like it says, loading scene or something like that as a little sign. And um, so, so I think it's it's meant to be a play for puppets. Yes, if that's right. And yeah. uh, you, you, you are you're a puppet yourself. Your head isn't actually attached to you, and that's what you use to hit enemies with. You just sort of throw your head, use a headbutt them, I suppose, but from a distance. <laughs> and I got, I don't want to say. I don't know how far I got through. Maybe a third of the third of the way through, and I was really enjoying it. There was um one thing I really enjoyed about it was all of the boss fights. Oh, against the cat. Yeah, there seemed to be a lot of boss fights in this, which was which was quite cool. I like, I like that. I like it, kind of like the Dark Souls sort of thing, where like the main parts of the story are all boss fights. Yeah, yeah. There was there was, there was a lot of I remember. I remember there. Were... I remember when the uh, the game started, you um, were chasing after this giant robot that was collecting people and you had to destroy him. Yeah. Um, I think you had to fight the cat with the orchestra in the background playing that weird music and then you had to kill that. And um, I don't know how far you got through the game, but um, yeah, that's a loss. Yeah. Uh, so I, I got to the boss that was like a mannequin and it kept putting on different clothes. Oh, and yeah. You've got to hit it to get the clothes off. Which it turned weird. into like a ballerina and all sorts of things, didn't yeah. it? And yeah. uh, so just before that, I, I, I was thinking to myself, like, I'm really enjoying this game. After you, you said a few episodes ago, you, you asked if there's any games that I've actually completed. And I was like, oh, no, I came close with Castle of Illusion. But I thought to myself, I'm actually going to try and complete this because it's really fun. 
Good luck. And and well, yeah. And then I died, and there was no continues. So I was yeah. like, well, I'm so not... no, I think there is continues. Possibly, I don't know. I didn't no, collect. There was no not a continue. Remember, because I would have carried on. It was just like start over again, and I didn't want to do I that. I actually have completed this game as a youngster. Yeah. It's just it's difficult, but it took many years of practice. Yeah, I bet. It's, 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 to me, it's just brilliant because no one ever remembers this game. No. I think it was on the Sega Mega Drive Classics, I think, maybe on the PS4 or PS3. It was on there. Oh, I forgot about doing that bit. It was um, developed by Treasure. I've never really heard yep. of them. Released in 1994. They were the good times. I think that was the same year Donkey Kong, Con- Donkey Kong Country was released. Because, uh, like we said okay. last episode, the PlayStation was the PlayStation 1 was released in 1995. So yeah. like, it seems like some of the games that were released towards the end of the like the Mega Drive and SNES's life were really, really quite good, uh, including this one. Like I said, it really good. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it just like you said, doesn't make sense. Um, um, if you want like a brief rundown of the story, what I know of it, what I remember of it, anyway, um, Dynamite obviously is the uh, the hero. I can't remember who the bad guy is now, but there's also I don't know if you ever see her. There's kind of like a girl. Who appears as well? Who looks like Dynamite Heady? Oh, I did see her at one point. Yeah, yeah, she's got yeah, she's like got a purple head, hasn't she? Yeah, and a cape. Yeah, you got to like I think rescue her and you do boss fights with her as well. So she trying to helps you. Oh, later is she on the, in the game. Is she the one who points out where you're meant to hit? I think yeah. So um, so yeah. Oh what, yeah. Once you get past the like the intro mission, I I didn't think you could die in that bit. But you could. I did. I did have to start again at one point. Uh, I, I thought it was just going to be run through this and get to the beginning of the game. Um, they, there's like a town area, and there's three practice areas. One of them is your yeah, different heads, so you um, like you can you can get like you can hit this bonus thing, and it changes your head into some in a different into a different kind of weapon. There were there was loads and loads of different ones. There was one that like just shot. Those little spikes from your head randomly everywhere. There was a, a triple one, so when you sort of threw your head out, it threw when in three different directions. Uh, there was a heavy one, which was useless. It just sort of, oh, yeah, that's a pain in the ass one for no reason. That was it's yeah. just like a troll, yeah. Uh, uh yeah. one that sorry, stopped... I was just getting the game out. Just oh, sorry, cool. It's the bad guy was um, Dark Demon, apparently. Dark Demon, I don't. I think that was the end boss, not the cat. Because I think... Oh, the cat's kind of like a, a side evil boss. You know, he appears just... Yeah, the, he, he appears throughout the game and controls the stuff yeah. that you're fighting throughout the game. But yeah, the the end boss is trying to turn all these puppets evil or, or already has turned all these puppets evil. Yeah. There was another head that stops time. Um, and then another one of the training mission or training areas was... Um, what we're talking about the the woman helps you it's got like six different boxes around you eight different boxes maybe and it's kind of like a whack-a-mole sort of thing every now and then one will pop up um and this uh was it i'm, I'm assuming it was that girl after you said that she helps you sort of flies around and points to the one that's open and says oh this is, this is the target this is where you need to hit Oh no, that is probably like that weird fairy thing, isn't it? Okay. Yeah, yeah. she's she's kind of like um a little bit of a helper. She just appears now and then. She'll go target, target like that, yeah. whatever. Okay. That, that, 
No, there's a there's an actual character that looks like Dynamite Head, but just a girl. Yeah. You eventually uh, got like yeah. do stuff with her or whatever. Yeah, I, I did see her. Um, oh, you did. Yeah. Well, when when you said she helps you, I thought, well, maybe that's her then. But yeah, it, pro- it was probably was the uh, fairy then. Okay, that's cool. Uh, I can't I'm actually play the game now. I love it so much. I can't actually remember what the other um, training area was, but yeah. Oh, maybe it was because um. So so like we said, you use your head to attack other enemies. You can do it all all sort of eight directions, front back up down and then all the four direct diagonal ways as well but you could also use it to climb so every, every now and then there was like a it was like an orange balloon in the sky and you could jump and if you hit your head on that it sort of springs you up to the next um on, onto a platform or there's other ones where you can grab onto them and they move you around the screen which is it was quite cool what else can we talk about i don't know you've pretty much covered it already <laughs> i think i have yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> get the manual. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, have you done the, the intermission game, the bonus thing? Oh, the no. Uh, okay, I did actually come across one of them. Uh, so there, there was another. I suppose it was like a bonus stage, um, where there, there's loads. There's like two cannons, and they're firing basketballs, and there's like three rows of basket hoops that are moving. And I didn't actually pay attention to what was on them. I, most of these things are usually timed, so I was just jumping and hitting as many balls as I could. They did have symbols underneath them. And I think I had to get five. And once I'd got the five, it comes up and says, remember this number? And it had number four. Yeah. And I was like, what's that about? That's quite cool that, you know, the, these are interlinked. But it is. Um, yeah. At the At the end of the game... Um, you got to complete. It's so difficult this game, but I did it again as a youngster. You literally got to complete every single basketball stage. Yeah. And at the end, you put everything in. I can't. In all fairness, I can't remember what you win now. I think it's just like a special, like you know, the true ending. It, it's a special level. Yeah. You you um you beat up this guy sat at a desk. It seems like he's like the top CEO or something of. Is that what it was? I it, can't remember. That's, that's what it seemed like. There's lots of money falling down, and I think the money can hurt you. Ooh. I'll have to YouTube it after. But so I, I have last time I actually really like properly played it and completed it. I was probably twelve, maybe younger than that. Yeah. I'm now thirty six, coming to thirty seven. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Well. Um. So yeah, I I, I went to YouTube uh, because that's what we do here. Uh, <laughs> No, I, I wanted to see how hard the game actually gets. After seeing that um, there are no continues, I was thinking, well, I'm probably not going to be able to complete it. So let's see what happens after. Did you see the final boss, um, by any chance? Yeah, the the dark guy. That was mental. Was it? Yeah, uh, I remember literally... Um, he had like this big giant wall that would come crashing down, which would fill up the whole screen, apart from one small gap. So you need yeah. to make sure that you um, get the power up where it makes Heady really small, yeah. so you can fit in that one tiny gap, tiny gap in like the space of about ten seconds, like you know. Yeah, it was just batshit that final boss battle. Yeah. I remember yeah. coming across it first, and my my mouth must have hit the floor, and I thought, "What the fuck do you want me to do here?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, because like like I said, the frustrating thing is you need to know the game that well that you can do everything perfectly every time to learn the next level. 
you probably yeah. spend mo- you use most of your lives learning that next little bit, uh, but you probably die at some point and have to do it all again to get back to there to learn a bit more. That's what was frustrating about this not having continues. Yeah, it's a, such a difficult game, but very rewarding though when you know everything. Yeah, yeah, I bet. But uh, I mean, so, some of these boss fights were absolutely weird as well. That there was a massive dog on wheels. Uh, That's my favourite one. There's the one with the orchestra in the background. Yeah, just... <laughs> and <laughs> and every now and then it would have an arrow pointing down, and I was like, "Oh, that's where I need to be." And, and but no, 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 that's where I needed, squishes you. That's where I needed to avoid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was quite funny when I worked that out. I was like, "Okay, it tells me what I'm the, not." The to boss do. fight I liked um, is where where you're fighting against the cat, and he's in that weird flying thing that grabs you. Oh. Yeah, that's like a side side scrolling thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. that's such a good fight there. That was. Well, I didn't know. I couldn't see what I was doing. I was chucking my head no, out, no. out constantly. It's absolutely batshit crazy, isn't it? Because you're literally like backstage, aren't you? Yeah. And um, yeah, he's literally spinning you around the screen, and you just got to pinpoint and hit him in the middle. Yeah. And it's just it's crazy. But I couldn't even see when I was hitting him. I assume I must no, have because you, I got, you got really past don't that bit. <laughs> And the, the idea is trying to get that power up that shoots all the spikes everywhere. Yeah. That's the one that you want, and it will just obviously keep hitting him all the time. Yeah. I think I, got, I managed to get that at one point when I was on the, the last boss that I managed to get to. Um, and I, But I think one of the spikes shot out and hit the power up thing again, and it just gave me the really heavy head again, which doesn't do anything. <laughs> oh, no. got killed. <laughs> but yeah, I mean. I've. I'm happy you enjoyed it, though. It's, I did, yeah. It, like I say, it's just absolutely crazy. Just such weird stuff yeah. going on. It's in my top ten of games I've ever played for, like, my favourites, anyway. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, I just love that game. It, it's just, it, it, spells, it just holds a special place for me. It's just one of those games where I can just easily go back to play and just think, ah, good times. Yeah, awesome. I don't think I'd ever play it again. Just because it's hard, <laughs> I go to bed with mine every night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some of these that do have continues, you you know you'd be able to get there with perseverance, uh, perseverance, you know, and and learn it. But this would just take so much perseverance. Like I said, we have yeah. to start over again, over again all the time. Yeah, it was cool. That's right. I've still got more Mega Drive classics for you when I get to pick more games for you, mate. Good. I think I think that generation Mega Drive and SNES is is perfect because. The games aren't too long, and you can get a good feel of what they what they were about as well. Like there were some PlayStation yeah. PlayStation One games or or that generation where you, you're not going to experience any. A bit like Panzer Dragoon, I didn't get anywhere yeah. in that game. <laughs> well, then you're not with an RPG. That's the only problem, isn't it? Yeah, and yeah, and the uh, conversation simulator you gave me still one of the greatest games ever. Yeah, but yeah. Let's call it there. That's um. Dynamite Heady, and that's all I can really say on it. I think it's going to end up being quite high on my uh, on my ranking. Not at the top. Number one. Not at the top. Oh, easy. No. Literally, Dynamite Heady here at all your other games, just literally at the bottom. That's what you need. <laughs> now, you have a go. Go on. What, what, talk about your last game. Well, um, I seem to have a theme this week anyway, actually, um, of uh, animals or beasts. So, um, uh, my second game I pulled out the hat was from Lee Spicer, and now I've got Altered Beast on the Mega Drive. Rise from your grave. 
Right then, so uh, as we all know, this game was developed and published by uh, Sega when they were uh, top dogs back in the day. And uh, first was released in 1988. I imagine that was the arcade that was. Yeah, probably. Wow. Yeah, Jesus Christ, that's mad, isn't it? So yeah, I was five then. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> Insane. Yeah, so anyway, the platforms, of course, I've just pretty much read them all out already, uh, was the arcade, Mega Drive, and um, the Master System as well. I was just wanting the first to say, um, you know, awesome, but this is a, a game that's um, not forgotten. But I wanted to speak about this, actually, because in a way, maybe it is. The way you got to think about it is, growing up, <laughs> this was like, what, a release title for the Mega Drive, wasn't it not, I think? Probably, yeah, along, those, yeah. along that sort of time. Everyone of our generation knows this game, don't they? Yeah. If absolutely. I were to ask now, like my nephew, who, who was 20, I would say, Alter Beast, he probably wouldn't have a sudden idea what I'm talking about. No, it was re released. I know, it was, um, it was a new one. It did now. make it on the P- yeah, if it's a PS3, PS2, I can't remember what it was on now. Yeah. Which would be interesting. Could have Googled that. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's not forgotten, but I imagine if you've spoken to these people, I would be a lot of people like you know the younger generation. I haven't got a freaking idea what this is. That is a good point. Yeah, and I, I you could probably say the same about Goldeneye. So, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe I shouldn't have just assumed people would have known exactly what I'm talking about. Right. Anyway, so um, what I said, Golden Axe, then no, um, <laughs> Altered Beast. <laughs> uh, it's a side-scrolling beat 'em up, and it can be uh, be played one or two players. Two players are simultaneous. Simon, I can't even say the word now. Simon, 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 Taylor, uh, you know, skip all that. All right. Plays together <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn that English dictionary. The thing is, I can't say, I can't take that bit out because the way you said that is reacting to what you said at first. So it would sound weird. So if you want to, if you want me to cut that bit out, you need to sort of okay. say it. <laughs> I'll, I'll say it again then. Yeah. It's a side scrolling beat em up and can be played one or two players. That would do. <laughs> right. The story is very nice and simple. Uh, it's set in ancient Greece and the player is resurrected by Zeus. Right, sure, Zeus. And uh, Zeus wants you to rescue his daughter, Athena, from the ruler of the underworld, Neph. Huh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I know. I, um, I suppose, yeah, it will make sense really because. Um, the game begins, and the text says, "Rise from your grave and rescue my daughter." So, <laughs> yeah, we didn't ever reread that because, anyway, it used to say that. Uh, uh, it says that iconic line, anyway. Rise from your grave. Yeah, everybody knows that. In the line. Beginning. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, now I think about it, it's got like the pillars in the background, like the sort of ancient Greek pillars. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't really take much of this in, obviously. No. <laughs> Um, so anyway, the player will rise from their grave, but not as a zombie, as a, uh, pu- again, puny human. Puny human. <laughs> wearing pink. Yeah. <laughs> as, <laughs> as, a, as all humans should be when they rise from graves, of course. <laughs> so anyway, as, a, as the game starts, literally zombies 
now start trying to attack you um, straight away. Of course, as the Mega Drive, there's only three buttons on the controller. You've got jump, kick, punch. <laughs> all you need in this game. Yeah. Um, each zombie takes a couple of hits to kill. Um, I'll talk about the health bar. You have uh, two lives and three bars of health. Now, the way your health bar is, um, it will disappear when you take enough damage. So the bar will start off blue, and then if you get hit one hit, it will turn to yellow, two hits to orange, three hits red, and then four hits, that health bar will disappear. So you've got three bars. Yeah. And if you get them all gone, uh, you lose your life. Now you think, oh, that's quite a lot of life you've got. Well, unfortunately, Ultra Beast is a fucking hard game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. We all talk about how great this game is, but how many people do you know who have completed this game? No, I don't think I know anybody. No, exactly. Um, what they should do in real life, in, uh, in real life Greece, what they should do is knock all the statues down of all like their famous scholars and all that lot, and put a statue up whoever has completed this game. <laughs> because really, that is more impressive than all that other stuff. I think. Right. So I encountered uh, some new enemies now. It's a two-headed uh, werewolf. It looked like, and um, some giant yellow bat which um, used to sort of like drops down and floats around the screen. And I tell you what, trying to hit that thing is impossible. <laughs> so I'm there like, whatever. You know, I finally managed to get it. Um, halfway through the level, you meet Neff, the bad guy. Some sort of like bold dude wearing purple, purple robe, and he's just standing there. And um, he's got some like yellow electricity coming out of the front of him, which you can't seem to go through and doesn't hurt you or nothing. And he just stands there and looks at you and then runs away. I don't see the point of that whatsoever, but it does on every single level. Yeah, I forgot about that as well. That's quite cool. I didn't realise that was the main bad guy. Yeah, that's Neff. You know, he's just, uh, for some reason, he just likes to troll you. He just stands there (laughs) with his stupid bald head and then runs away. (laughs) So anyway, when you kill some enemies, they will drop blue little orbs that will float around in the air. Now, when you collect it, it will go power up. Yeah. As we all know again. That was perfect. And you're... Yeah, exactly. Thank you. And now your dude will go from puny human to a more muscular man now. So the way you would describe it, these blue things, is it's kind of like floating steroids that work (laughs) (laughs) straight away. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's the only way I can describe it. (laughs) now that you're a little bit more stronger now, you do like a punch and a kick and you've got some sort of like blue glowy crap that comes out of your hands and your feet. I think now you can just like one punch, one hit the enemies now. Before it was two hits, now it's just sort of one. Um, you collect the second power up and now you've got the muscles of the rock. Now you're like, you're proper hench now. Proper hench. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So your shirt now is literally obliterated. You know, you were wearing like a pink giant shirt. Now that's totally been ripped off now. Yeah. And you are showing off the abs of a god. <laughs> you you collect your third power up. And now it's a little cut scene where you transform into the beast. And it does a massive roar as well. Yeah, it looks also the cut scene looks a bit badass as well. Because when you're transforming, you're standing like with fire around you as well. Yeah. Just to make it look cooler, because, you know, why not? This beast um, has moves that are different now. So um, this one has 
firing out which looked like rocks out of his hand. So you sort of punch and he throws these like giant turd rocks, whatever. I don't know what they are. <laughs> um, you can do that. And uh, the second move is kind of like um, where he flashes forward. It's kind of like a, um, I'll describe it, like a yellow triangle that comes out in front of him. And you just sort of move forward really quickly and that kills enemies. Yeah. So, yeah, that's it. That's his moveset anyway. Um, must admit, the, the triangle one's pretty awesome, actually. I was just literally, like, flying through enemies, obliterating them, like, you know? Yeah. So that was um pretty awesome. So I made it to the end of the level now, and there's a stupid old Neff with his stupid bald head just standing there again with his, with his yellow, yellow electricity coming out of him. And you've got to wait probably a good 10 seconds for him to actually do anything. And then he transforms into... This giant brown beast with horns, and he goes, "Welcome to your doom," which he says every single level as well. He didn't have much text about him for old Neff. Now this boss, it's an ass, right? Uh, he fires um these heads again with horns as well uh, that come from the sky, and they sort of like about four or five of them just come falling down the screen, and you've got to dodge every single one of them, yeah, while shooting Neff at the same time. <laughs> And I tell you what, like, um, it was not fun and it was not easy. I don't understand why I enjoyed this game as a youngster, because I was finding this very frustrating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's probably because I wasn't trying to review a game when I was younger. I was trying to enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, as When you're reviewing it, you need, you need to get far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> and again, this has been podcasting badly and we don't get far. <laughs> so anyway, I eventually took him down. Uh, many lives later, many continues. And we got to the uh, second level. Oh, do you know, sorry. When I killed Neff, a giant beam of light appears above where he was. And then um, Neff's giant head goes up the beam. And he kind of looks like um, Zordon from Power Rangers. That, <laughs> that? <laughs> That's what he looks like. And then his head um, slowly disappears down this beam of light to like a big giant black circle. And um, it's getting smaller, and then your character sort of jumps through it, chasing after him. So um, after you've done that, um, well, you know, he sucks up all your power-ups as well out of you. So you've gone from beast back to, to puny man again. And then there's a cutscene straight after, where there's like a sort of like giant purple orb. And there's a like a picture of Neff holding on to um, Zeus's daughter. Kind of like... It always looks like he's caressing her, actually. <laughs> I, don't, you know, I don't think that's what the image are trying to portray, trying to show off on it. But yeah, they look like they're having a good time more. So, level two. Back to puny human again. Yeah. I had one life. And um, yeah, I, I wrote down, I can't remember ever getting past this level ever. <laughs> oh, well, the second level. I don't think yes. I ever got past the second level. No, no. So, the yeah, boss is I really think, hard. This is how far my review actually went until I took to the old uh, YT again, yeah. as we'll call it. <laughs> we're trying to make it sound cool. Now, you're in a swamp, and you have to deal with purple blobs and these stupid two-headed wolves again, which are the most biggest pain in the ass in gaming history. They sort of, like, start off slow, and they jump really quickly towards you. And you've only got a moveset of punch forward, up, down, yeah, or sweep to the floor of your feet or kick forward, whatever. So it's really hard to judge where you've got to punch these bastards to. Yeah. So I wasn't having fun with that. I eventually collected three orbs again. 
or three power-ups, and I turn into uh, a dragon this time. Now, um, this is not your typical dragon of a uh, breathing fire. This one breathes, well, I don't know, fires out electric. Right. Yeah, I thought it was a bit different, really. Um, it's kind of like, um, it's got two moves. It's got one where he just fires one out of his mouth, and the second move is kind of like um, Street Fighter, t- uh, was it, Blanker. You know when you can oh, smash okay. in the punch button and he's got electric around him? Yeah. This is what he has on the dragon. You, you, just, you just sort of push another button and an electric goes around his body. That's how I would describe it. Um, so I made it to our, our old chum again, Neff. This time he turned into uh, a giant plant with um, a billion freaking eyes on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And again, it's kind of like the first boss, really. Apart from them shooting from the sky, just shooting them at you. Yeah, I just was blasting the crap out of it. I was thinking, yeah, I can do this, I can do this. <laughs> can I fuck? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I died and I died and I died and I kept going back and going back and I couldn't beat him. Was there continues in this one? Could you start at the same level or did you have to no, start from the beginning? No, no, no. no. Don't be silly. This oh. is an old game. We don't have continues. <laughs> yeah. They're not favourable to us, are they? So yeah, like I said, um, you know, build statues of people who've completed this game because literally this is the hardest thing. You know, I actually yeah. find Battletoads easier than this. I remember <laughs> it being really hard as well. Yeah, I've forgotten how difficult it was. I just remember it being an awesome game. So we took to YouTube and I thought, Do you know what? I can't be asked to go through every single level. Let's just get to the final boss, shall we? Yeah, why not? The final showdown against our old mate Neff. The beast you are is really the uh, the first beast from the first level, but gold. Okay. Same moveset, but they decided to give it a different colour, different lick of yeah. paint on him. Neff, they transform into a rhino. And from what I watched, this is the easiest battle, I think, in the whole game. Really? It just kind of, yeah, it just kind of like shoulder barges left, right, left, right. And the way the bloke was doing it, I mean, he obviously had a lot of practice at it. But it was just yeah. kind of like just jumping up and punch, jump up and punch, jump up. You know, literally just kept doing that over and over again and then just took him down. At the end of the fight, the, the old beam of light appears again and um, next minute this, uh, this white bird comes flapping out of it and then it transformed into the princess. Yeah, so awesome. I got one for you. The princess is in another beam. Awesome. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Good. And, yeah, um, that is my end of my review of Ultra of Beasts. Um, if I can do better at the game, I would. But you play it, and you tell me you do better. <laughs> yeah, when we when we watch these videos to get a gist of what happens in the rest of the game, I, I do think to myself, like, how long has this person been practicing to to beat this game? There was one I watched. Uh, it was Action Fighter on the Master System a while ago. Uh, obviously nothing to do with the podcast, but I just wanted to watch it to see what happens. And yeah, and and it was a scrolling shooter, like you're going up the screen, and there was shit all over the screen, like there always is in those games. And and he beat yeah. it, and I was like, how the fuck have you beaten this game? Like how long have you practiced? It's yeah. crazy. I'm the same with Battletoads. I watched some bloke speedrun it, and he was like taking no damage whatsoever and flying through it. I just think I can't even last, like you know like 30 seconds on the game, let alone complete the whole thing without taking damage. It's just yeah. insane how these people do it. Yeah, it's crazy. 
you talking about that, you reminded me a couple of things actually that um, I should have said before. How it showed your health in Dynamite Heady was um, it was like the the spotlights. I don't know yes. if you remember that. Yeah, it was, it was top left hand score at the corner of the screen was your health, and, and it just went to different colors, like similar to what you said about that in altered beast changing color. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it started green and had a big H in it. And then every time you took damage, it sort of faded and ended up going to red. And then it went out until you had, uh, when you only had like one hit left, it had gone out completely, I think. Yeah, yeah. But the interesting thing was that it had the enemy's health, like the boss's health, the other side of the screen, which I think that's one thing that they, they didn't do much back in those days. No, it's all guesswork, wasn't it? Yeah. So I, I did quite enjoy that, knowing... Well, I mean, I didn't realise it until quite near the end of playing, but uh, it was quite a cool <laughs> thing to have. Well, that's the end of the games. Uh, is there anything else you want to add? No, I have just I very much enjoyed playing these games. Um, I was shocked about how good Bloody Roar was, actually. I um, didn't think it was, you know, I just thought, oh, we go, a typical fighting game. But yeah, it was well enjoyable, that one was. Yeah. Do you know what the, the most recent one was released on? What, Bloody Roar 4? Yeah. Um, I think I might have had that in my notes. That said it was 2004, so that it's could have been PS2. That would have been PS2 then, wouldn't it? Uh, why? Oh, go for on the one thing. Got my notes everywhere. Bloody hell. I'm on Warcraft 3 at the moment. Um, where are we? Last one, Bloody Roar 4, 2000. No, I didn't write down which no. console it was on. No. But I think I, I think I only ever played the first one. It would be interesting to see... How far it came along in the four games? Yeah, I might have to have yeah. look at that. Look at that on YouTube as well at some point. Find out how what damage Konami's done to it, like you know. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think there's anything else I want to add. Ultra Beast. I completely agree with you about how hard it was. I don't think I ever got past the second level. Nah, it's so difficult. But yeah, it's oddly how that everyone loves this game, but yet no one can do it. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of <laughs> like the Flappy Bird of his day, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, Flappy Bird. That's a forgotten game. I wonder if there's oh. phones still going for lots of money with that one. Oh, yeah. People sold it on eBay, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. They did that as well with um that PT I was on about before, that one that Hideo Kojima made. Yeah. Because obviously they took it off the store. It was people who still had it on their console. So they ah. were trying to sell it on eBay for loads of money. Awesome. Yeah. That's quite cool. Well, next up, if, if there's nothing else we've got to say, is question time. We've got three questions this week. So the first question from Lee Spicer. Um, he says, if you were to create a computer game, what would it be and what must it have and what must it not have involved in it? If I were to create a game, I don't know. I'll tell you things that I won't have in it. I won't have bloody water levels. Water um, levels? Yeah. I wouldn't have multiplayer because I'm a boring old fart. It will have swords. Yeah, it will be tur- it will be turn based. <laughs> yeah, and I have a lot of fucking text in it as well. <laughs> oh, <laughs> how about you, mate? <laughs> uh, oh, I want to pick up on that actually with the uh, with the water levels. With um, the third World of Warcraft expansion was Cataclysm, and um, there's an area called Vashjir, which is a water level water area, I suppose. Oh dear, and uh, oh, everyone hated it. Uh, I went back there 
maybe a year or so ago trying to find some rare pets for my for my hunter and i was really enjoying it actually maybe because there wasn't too many people around well there was yeah, that's probably around. what it is. yeah but like i know it was really nice and peaceful there it was quite cool i liked it i think i remember i think the worst like there's never a water level that no one really enjoys i mean i think it was like ocarina of time i think the water temple is like known as like one of the worst ever levels ever in zelda really? you know just yeah, I mean Sonic levels. I mean that that music still now gives me nightmares. Like you know, like, <laughs> yeah, it's just anything about water just yeah. pisses you off in game. <laughs> well, okay, so I I've thought recently. I I got a couple of answers for this actually. I thought recently uh, I would love a decent superhero MMO. Uh, I don't think we're going to see one now because people just aren't investing their money in MMOs, but. So I think I spoke a little bit about I tried to play City of Heroes for the podcast. Ah, uh, yeah. And it was meant to be amazing, and I loaded it up. I was, I was really looking forward to it, and I start in a city. And that really, I, I get bored of city areas in superhero games really quickly. I think everybody thinks that's where they should be, should be held or located, I suppose, because that's what you see on TV. But they get really boring really quickly. So I would love uh, a, a decent superhero MMO. So you've got all the superpowers and everything. And you can create whatever you want. But have it in a fantasy setting. I don't know. Maybe have some, something along the lines of the uh, the X-Men's mansion. Uh, everyone's like oh, being right. sort of brought up there. Or trained there. And it gets blown up. And everyone has to scatter. And they basically have to survive on their own but they have to go through like but is that in the middle of nowhere so you gotta you know level you, yeah you level trying to get back to civilization maybe i think that'd be quite cool that sounds good man yeah yeah well would your gaming company be called i don't i don't know <laughs> my, my would be called konami 2 konami 2 <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's what it'd be i'll right the wrongs <laughs> yeah uh my other idea, I, I had this idea maybe about a year ago. Something I, I've not really spoken about too much on the podcast, but I've spoken about my love for them is um, escape rooms, and I would love to have my own escape room. Uh, it's something I've wanted for a while, but I've just never really worked on very much. But I, I was coming up with a, an idea for a theme to have, like, well, I, I was going to have the Seven Deadly Sins, so it would be like, a progressive story through all of my rooms which all wouldn't right. work too well with escape rooms but i was coming up with all these other ideas of like how it could be a tabletop rbg um but so the, the seven deadly sins in my story i'm not gonna go too much into too much detail because i don't want to bore people but it turned out that these seven deadly sins were actual beings of some kind they were like death's sons yeah uh, seven deathly sons i was going to call it and it's changed over the years, the deadly sins. Uh, it's just the names and what they brought with them that survived, not the actual, like, physical Ooh. being part of them. And, yeah, so I thought that would be quite cool. And, and, like, it was the druids of the time were, like, fighting them and locking them away into different realms. That, that was an idea I was playing around with. I started to write a bit, but I get I get lazy. <laughs> and I... <laughs> but I don't know what kind of game it would be if it was a, be a computer game. Obviously, it would be a, maybe, maybe an MMO as well. The world needs more of these. Yeah, like I said, people aren't investing in them because they don't make any money. It'll come around. Maybe in 10 years' time, 
from Michaela's question last last week. Maybe they'll start to come around again. Exactly. We'll be playing virtual reality MMOs. Yeah. Uh, second question. Uh, we got another one from Michaela. Have either of you ever played Second Life? I think this was like an MMO, wasn't it? You said you know of it. Yeah, I know of it. I um, I know that if, actually it's one of those MMOs where you can actually make real life money in it, wasn't it? I, think I remember so, people yeah. having their own like businesses where they would just make a crap load of money. It's just um, I don't know how to describe the game really. It was just uh, you just set up like whatever you wanted to do. Like you know, you could do whatever you want. Yeah, you could go and get a job and have to do that yeah. every day. It was just like The Sims in like MMO, really, wasn't it? Yeah. I, I, I tried it when I was, you know, I went through a phase of trying all other MMOs I could once I'd got fed up of World of Warcraft. I was trying everyone I could get my hands on, but I didn't play it for very long. It wasn't that uh, interesting to me. I, I never played it, so I, I can't really comment on it in all fairness. No. No. Well, sorry, Michaela. That's all we got for you. <laughs> and uh, I'm sorry that... Um, about Warcraft 3 and um, Civilization. <laughs> Actually, no, I'm not sorry about Civilization. It sucks. Yeah. All right. Well, let's read that bit out as well then. <laughs> if you're going to apologize. So she starts off, starts off saying, uh, I have to say, I gasped when you slated Civilization games. <laughs> One of Ryan's favorite games along with Warcraft 3. He's probably invested more time in those games than, he's, than he has talking to me in the last seven years. Uh, um, one, I'm sorry, Ryan. Sorry, I'm, I'm sorry that you play Civilization. <laughs> <laughs> nah, sorry, though, mate. <laughs> Each to their own. Yeah, but yeah, sorry, Michael. That's a uh, we can really comment on with Second Life. I've not. I don't really know much about it. No, no. Um, and we, we did have a third one, which uh, I don't have written down here. It's from my girlfriend Kelly. She said she didn't really know how to phrase it so she sort of said it to me and said you decide how to how to word it so uh it was basically along the lines of if we could enter the world or the universe of a of a game or game franchise what would it be kind of, kind of like if we could jumanji ourselves into a game what would it be see um i don't know um, I was supposed to have thought about this for ages, but I still haven't done it yet. Yeah, um, I, I didn't think about it either. <laughs> yeah, well, I like the world uh, where I don't know. I always like 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 I would like it to be in a world where like it's the Middle Ages, where everything's got swords and that lot. But now I think to myself that I'm not really the hardest of people, so I probably would die really quickly. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I need a world then where I'm going to live comfortably. Well, it's not even out yet, but I imagine the world of Cyberpunk 2077 might be a comfortable living. Yeah. You know, with flying cars and all that lot. Um, I don't know. Definitely not the world of, um, what was it, Ray 2020. That, what, that <laughs> no. world just looks fucking crazy. That didn't sound very good, did it? No. <laughs> no. I really don't well, know. Well, when you've got every animal that wants to kill you, no. This is a difficult one. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll touch on this next episode then instead. Yeah, do you know what? Fuck it, Skyrim. I live in that world. Uh, I, I can't. I don't yeah. think I can think of one. Yeah, come, come live with me. We'll, we'll have a little shack somewhere, like you okay. know, and we'll go kill wild boar, and then we'll go off questing. Yeah, cool. No, I don't know. Like, there's so many cool ones. It would be a bit of a cop out for me to say World of Warcraft again, because I say that for everything. Uh, but I mean, it's not that interesting of a world anyway. Maybe dead or alive volleyball. That would be a good one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. not a bad world to be in. No. 
Um, yeah, but other, otherwise, I'll I'll talk about it a bit next week, I think. But yeah, I think I want I want to find a good answer for this. So next episode, we'll be playing games that we've chosen for ourselves. Uh, I I haven't fully chosen what I'm gonna play just yet. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a similar thing to what I did uh, with the scrolling shooter, and I'm gonna I'm gonna ask for some inspiration because I've noticed you and Jacobs between you you you've both played uh, a few the one v one fighting games. You've played a few racing games now. I've played yes neither. I haven't played any of them. So I'm gonna I'm gonna ask some inspiration to play. I'm gonna play both a fighting game and a racing game. Um, Wave Race that could be a good one to play. Ooh, that was a cool game. But yeah, like I said, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask for some inspiration. But yeah, I'm gonna that's what I'm gonna play. Don't know don't know fully yet, but I will. What are you gonna play? <laughs> well, one of them I've just literally bought on eBay now. That's just cost me three ninety nine actually. Cool. Together, um, only because uh, technically. You would say now that this console is two generations away as the PlayStation 5 is out literally in less than two months' time. So I'll be playing Lair on the PS3. Cool. Uh, be the first game. And my second game, well, um, it kind of needs no introduction, really. Um, everywhere I've seen about it, it's, it's been rated as the worst game ever made. Um, <laughs> so bad, I think there actually there was a landfill. If I, I need to get find this correctly but i heard there was actually an actual landfill filled of these cartridges because um someone wanted to get rid of it that badly or they made too many and they just wanted this game out of existence so yeah the next game i'll be playing will be et on the atari yeah i think i heard that too that they just made too many they wanted to get rid of them so they Shoved them in a desert somewhere. Was it in a desert? <laughs> I can't remember. With a bus, probably. I don't know. Well, I'm sure you'll find out and let us know next episode. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait, mate. I'm, I'm just, you know me. I like it. I like a crap game, but honestly, this this will probably be the ultimate crap game ever. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Excellent. Well, that's uh, yeah. That's the four games for next week. Like I said, I'm not entirely sure, but I'll be asking you guys for inspiration in the next couple of days, probably. What's that um racing game on the snares? Was it um F Zero? I I'm not a fan of the F Zero games. It's too oh. too quick for me. Too yeah, not a fan. I can't think of any other racing games. I'm sure the listeners will put something out there for you. Yeah, well that's what I'll probably get. Like Diddy Kong Racing was a pretty forgotten game. Everyone only remembers Donkey uh, Mario Kart, oh. don't they? I've got a racing game for you. I've got um, it was a Speed Freaks on the PlayStation oh, 1. Oh, yeah. Well, well, we'll work something out anyway. Yeah. I think, I think we're done, aren't we? Just a shout-out again, unless there's anything else you want to add. No. Uh, the first shout-out goes to Shane, Pixel Zero. He's got a Fiverr store. He'll help create PDF documents, Minecraft servers, Discord servers, domain hosting with email, and also website hosting. Uh, you can find him at fiverr.com slash pixel zero. That's P-I-X-E-L-Z-E-R-O. Next shout out goes to Matt at Retro Heroes. Retro Heroes buy and sell professionally refurbished retro computers, consoles and games. He has an eBay store on a Facebook page. Uh, on eBay, he is under Retro Heroes. That's all one word. Uh, and Facebook, it's The Retro Heroes, all one word again. That's R-E-T-R-O-H-E-R-O-E-S Next is Faye Frost 
Faye has done all of our absolutely amazing artwork. You can find Faye on Instagram at FayeFrost and on Facebook at FayeFrostArt and commission submission requests. You can email frostart.requests at gmail.com. That's um, FayeFrost is spelled F-A-Y-F-R-O-S-T and FrostArt is F-R-O-S-T-A-R-T. Fourth, we have Matt at Synthetic3D. At Synthetic3D, they have hundreds of tabletop miniatures that can be used for a variety of games. Uh, we use some of them for our D&D campaign. Uh, check out his website at synthetic3d.com. That's S-Y-N-T-H-E-T-I-C-3-D. And Facebook, which is also Synthetic3D. Well, that's the end of the show. Thank you for listening. Thank you for all the support we've got from everybody. Uh, you can find us also on all the main social media, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Uh, we've been a bit quiet recently, but uh, we'll pick that up again soon, I'm sure. We have a website, like Cookie pointed out last week, which we also neglected for a little while. <laughs> we are, we're having a really great time doing this at the moment. If you can find somewhere to leave us a review, that would be fantastic. Otherwise, the best thing you can do for us is just to tell your friends that you're enjoying what we're doing and they might enjoy it too. Spread the word. That's everything for this week. We've been men podcasting badly. And we hate civilization games. Sorry, Ryan. Game over. <laughs>